and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, Chicago Bulls sing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, uh, tired, as I've just been explaining to you, but yeah, that's uh, nothing new. That's Obviously, uh, a special day for you. Is it? What's that then? <laughs> <laughs> Birthday, yeah. Uh, birthday wishes are getting thrown around for you. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks to everybody that's wished me a happy birthday as well. It's nice to be reminded that I'm getting older. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with, it, with, it, with every year that goes on the clock, it feels like I get about two or three years on the body, to be honest with you. But um, so we're still here, we're still going. Yeah, and obviously I uh, enlightened you to what, else, what other day it is a few weeks back. So <laughs> Yeah, that, that, was, that was news to me. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, we won't mention it. Um, it's not that kind of a podcast. So. No. Anyone well, that wants to find out, it's the first hit on Wikipedia when you type in the 14th of March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah, so on with the, the podcast, I guess. Um, obviously, last episode went out last uh, Thursday uh, and we had the Rockets game in between. So that's where we'll start. Mm-hmm. Um, predictions wise I got it wrong I said more than 10 and Damara's play or bull of the game mm-hmm. um, and obviously it was a 8 point win and well I'll get into the play of the game later on right um, but you've just you've forgotten to mention the fact that you got it wrong but I got it right yeah I was going to say I can't remember what you actually said I know you went win as well but I did. I went win, but I said I thought we'd make hard work of it. Less than 10 points, and we'll get into the player of the game later on as well, because I'd pick the player of the game too. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, obviously, <laughs> as I said, 119-111 uh, win over the Rockets. And, as you just said, it was hard work. Yeah. Um, we went into a Two nil lead, and then we didn't see the lead again until the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, a um, couple of times they got up by double digits as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, for a good portion of the game, I actually wasn't entirely sure whether or not we would finally get over the hump. Yeah, um, and that's where you got to credit balls, really, because. In the past few sort of months, we probably wouldn't have done. Yeah, definitely. Um, as we've already lost to this Rockets team as well. Um, we just don't seem to match up very well with them for some reason, um, mm-hmm. as we don't with any of these young teams. But then Rockets beat Celtics last night, so... Hey, <laughs> I saw know. that, yeah. Yeah, Rock- Rockets are on a surge now, then. <laughs> They're beating the... Yeah. the- the Celtics, yeah. Well, we broke Nuggets, haven't we? Because they haven't won since we played them. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> and we've beat Rockets and they've turned it around and gone to beat Celtics. So yeah. we're having an effect on the West. Um, but yeah, back to this game. It was... I mean, they just got hot from three, didn't they? Yes. Which was worrying. But then we actually matched them. Um they hit 16 of 34, we hit 15 of 32. But it didn't look that way during the game, did it? 
No, it didn't. And it's not that typical game where we were just going to let a team get hot from three and not be able to match them. Yeah. Um, obviously, we out-rebounded them and we got more points off turnovers, which obviously helped to get us the win in the end. I think really sort of maybe, what, second half of the third quarter, it started to turn in our favour a little bit, didn't it? It did. It started to feel like, you know, there was a chance that we'd maybe climb over. And, um, I mean, it's not that it ever felt like the game was completely gone from us. It didn't. But we just couldn't seem to close the gap enough until, like you say, midway through the third quarter. And then it did feel like the the, the tide was finally beginning to turn a small bit. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of contentious calls as well, weren't there, that didn't exactly help. As no. usual, when we get a bit of a run going, there's a call that goes against us. And um, I mean, was it in this game the uh, goaltending that got missed, and then yeah, straight down the other end, and a little ticky tack foul, and it was just like that all game, wasn't it? And it it, <laughs> it wasn't a, an exciting game to watch, really, was it? It was just not particularly, and it was also uh, one of those ones that for the for the start of the game, particularly the first kind of half of the game, it felt like Zach couldn't do anything right in order to get a foul called against yeah. him. But all the fouls were being called at the other end of the court. Uh, it just felt like, it, you know, no matter what Zach did, he wasn't he wasn't getting called for a foul. But th- that did change um, later on in the game. But um, initially, I mean, you could see, and Zach of old would have got quite frustrated by that. And he, he, was, yeah. he was a little bit, but he never let it get into his head to the point where it knocked him off his game, yeah. which we've certainly seen in the past. Yeah. So, I mean, the disappointing thing for me from the game, apart from the fact that it looked like a struggle, is the young players, Kobe, P. Yeah. Will and Ayo. Six points between them. Yeah. You know, P. Will hit a three. And Ayo hit a three, and that was it. Yeah, you know, Kobe only actually attempted two threes. He had he only had sixteen minutes as well. Um, it, we just can't seem to get that cohesion between the starting unit and the bench, can we? It's either no, one goes true. off or the other goes off. It's just you know, if it wasn't for Drummond off the bench, the bench would have done nothing in that yeah. game and we'd have probably lost it um, I mean even Drummond I mean he only got 13 minutes 11 points 5 rebounds mm-hmm. but they put him back in when they needed him didn't they as well yeah which Billy doesn't normally tend to do but he made the right yeah. call so yeah I mean that was the disappointing thing for me was he kind of wanted one of them or at least one of them to step up you know, ideally P. Will. <laughs> um, but you you said it in fairness the other day, you know, P. Will has a, a really strong game, a really good game, and then the next game he disappears. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, and that's where my frustration with him comes in. Mm. And then on to another frustrating player. I don't even think I need to say his name. Everyone will know. I mean, Booch. Um, he started off well he got us the first bucket didn't he and then we got bad Vooch 
Yeah. And then second half, we seemed to get good of it. We actually ended up with four of seven three-point attempts. And that's where my frustration with Vooch comes in because we've got both sides of him in the same game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? At least he did it the right way around. I mean, there's, there's been games where he starts off good and gets bad. I prefer yeah. it if he starts bad and gets good, to be honest. Yeah, and I think maybe his turnaround in form helped Bulls as well because as yeah. I've always said, he yeah. plays well, Bulls play well. Absolutely. And obviously, like we just said, they seem to turn it on at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Demar had his ninja game, didn't he? Again, yep. finished with twenty-seven points. But I mean, obviously, I don't want to talk too much about the Zach and Demar thing because we're going to talk about it in a bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, if this is what's going to start happening, where Zach's allowed to do everything and Demar's kind of facilitating and stuff like that, then it kind of works, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we won't talk about Zach from the game because it's going to be a main part of our next segment. But player of the game ended up going to Pat Bev. Um, his second double double in Bulls uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, this is second time he's got ten rebounds as well. I think. Yeah. And I'd say this was probably his best game in a Bulls jersey as well. Yeah, no, he looked good. Um, he was really affected in the game. And he, he was also one of the only players that was really pushing and playing well in the first half too. Yeah, um, and that's why he ended up getting our bull of the game from Zach is just mm-hmm. because I think we've kind of got used to it a little bit with Zach at the minute. Yeah. So we're trying to credit other players for what might not get seen. Um, I mean, obviously, Pat Bev, 16 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and he was 4 or 5 from 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once again, he was the highest uh, plus minus. But it was that 4 or 5 from 3, wasn't it, that was key? Absolutely, yeah. Because there were a couple of, you know, we needed them. Um, but it was just a defensive effort as well I mean there was that he ended up fouling I can't remember who it was he was kind of going for a breakaway dunk on it it was going to be a bit of a highlight play probably mm-hmm. or a highlight dunk anyway and slightly contentious maybe yeah well he was convinced he got all ball himself anyway <laughs> yeah um, but it's like I think it was Stacey was saying on the broadcast it's a good foul. Yeah, they've still got two points. But what he's done is he's stopped the momentum slightly, stopped yeah. the crowd from lifting from watching a dunk and stuff like that. And, you know, it wasn't a dirty, malicious foul. It was just, you know, there's hardly any contact, was there? Do you know what I mean? And Yeah. Um, I think it showed the effort that's needed to everybody else as well. Mm-hmm. And you've got one of the oldest guys on the court that's chasing back like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, well, to be fair, he probably was the oldest, wasn't he? Is he always 34? I think he's the oldest on the team now. Yeah. Yeah. What age is Vooch? 32, 33. Okay, so, so, yeah, he, he would be the oldest then, wouldn't he? Yeah. So, when he's doing that and he's chasing back like that, surely it's got to be a bit of a 
I mean, to me, there's only one other person that had chased back like that currently who's healthy, and that's if he was playing, Dale and Terry. Mm-hmm. Possibly Kobe as well at the minute, but... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, let's say Pat Bev got the ball of the game, which led to a poll on Twitter. I'll go straight into it. Um, since we were talking about him, and obviously the question was, let me see if I can find it again, uh, do you want Bulls to bring Pat Bev back next year? And drop in the comments if your opinion's changed on him since he's been here. So, results of the poll. Um, no was 12%, yes, 88%. And I'll just read some of the comments. Uh, Midnight Walker, I'd say yes, it's a different feel. And with Alonso, not a lock to ever return. Unless a starting point, that could be upgrade wants to come. Um, the guy Troy, absolutely, bring him back. Who knows when Zoe is back and Pat has brought some of the things we lost with Zoe. Plus, great veteran presence for the younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Bank, <clears throat> I really disliked him. Still not my cup of tea, but I must say he is playing very well. No messing around, no flopping. Playing really solid D, not just saying he's playing D. Could be nice for next year, but I like Kobe and P. Will better. Um, Seb, I voted yes without hesitation. Um, Watrick Williams, bring back Pat Bev and let Caruso walk. Um, Slim Reaper, the team are overloaded guards without top tier caliber. Uh, Preacher Abe, yes, and trade AC, whose offense is high school level. Um, <laughs> logical Bears fan I kind of hated him but respected what he was doing now I see how much he can actually change a game wouldn't mind a guard combo of Kobe Bev Ayo Caruso Levine with Caruso being able to play the three with two of the others um, Bradley who's a massive Drummond fan if people don't yeah. know him from, uh, from Twitter Opinion hasn't changed. Loved him before and now... Loved him before and now knew he'd ball out my FMVP. Um, And we did get into a bit of a conversation about Vooch. Funny enough on that. Um, Mike, I'm going to... I've tried announcing his surname before. Or his (laughs) second name. Mike Jabsinski. At the only Jabs. I just don't see a 34, 35-year-old PG as a solution to the problems um, and another Mike at Bulls Nation Oz bringing back deep on the bench and finally our guy Samadhi I want Pat Bev back but the team has so many guards it would mean that Zoe might be out or Ayo Kobe could be gone so as usual appreciate everyone who uh, voted and commented Yeah, um, some of them were a bit trickier to read out <laughs> Yeah, um, mixed mixed bag in the comments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I can kind of understand why. You know, you can see both sides of the coin for people. And like I've said before, um, I wasn't really entirely sold on Pat Bev coming to us. I wasn't entirely <laughs> against it either. I just wanted to see some sort of change. 
since he's since he's been here, I have to say that he's won me around a lot. Uh, I'd have absolutely no problem with seeing him come back to us next season. I think he is going to play absolutely all out anytime he's wearing a Bulls jersey. Um, and I like that. Uh, I like anyone that's prepared to to put their body uh, on the line and and push it 100% every game. So I wouldn't have any issue with him coming back. The caveat with that is, of course, you know, who, who does go? Because they're going to have to make space somewhere else down the roster if we're going to be bringing in the other needs that we need, uh, the other areas of need, like a rim protection and a backup at the four or a replacement at the four. Uh, so... Um, we've talked about this before. I think we're going to have to relinquish some sort of a guard or two guards, perhaps in the off season. So we'll see where it goes, but I'm not opposed to Pat Bev staying with us. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's still, um, relatively small sample size as well in it. What we're getting. Absolutely. Yeah. We've had. Uh, was it eight games now? Mm-hmm. And are we, what are we five and three in them eight games? Just off the top of my head, I think. Anyway, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody knows how high I was on him when we signed him, and I did actually ask you that question before we'd even seen him play. Would mm-hmm. you want him back as well? Didn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's going to be. A, a big off season for Bulls. There's a lot of decisions that need to be made, and unfortunately, I think we are going to end up losing some people's favourites. Mm-hmm. Whether that be Demar, Ayo, Kobe, whoever. Um, why did you say that? <laughs> it's going so well. <laughs> I've told you before, I'm not mentally prepared for that moment. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I just that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm here for. You see, I'm trying to mentally prepare you. Every now and then, I just like chip away another little bit of it, just to have you ready in case that bombshell's ever dropped. Well, the thing is, we've got good news today from Casey Johnson that Billy's said that he's running and cutting. He's just not doing Mm -hmm. contact yet. Yeah. So there's a chance that I get to see him in a Bulls jersey one last time. So might. I'm holding on to that. But anyway, yeah. Um, obviously, the guards is a big, big part of what we've got to do because you've got Ayo and Kobe that we spoke about before, mm-hmm. both coming up for new deals. Um, a lot of the talk seems to be that if we're to bring Pat Bev back, it means the end of Caruso. Um as well as possibly one of the others. But, I mean, if Pat Bev accepts a vet minimum sort of deal, a bit similar to Drummond's deal, you know, low money, one plus one player option, something like that. Yeah. It's got to be a no-brainer, hasn't it? Yeah. Even I think, if I think Zoe's he might, back. you know. Yeah, I mean, he, he's at the wrong end of his career, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's home now. Yeah. I think he's loving it being in Chicago. I think yeah, majority of Bulls Nation are loving what he's 
bring in as well. Yeah, he's a this is a Chicago player, isn't he? He's a, a tight Chicago, obviously born and bred and all that, and he's a Chicago type player as well. Exactly, but, you know, heart, hustle, muscle. He you plays know. the Chicago way. Yeah, ten rebounds as a point guard. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's not you know it's not to be sniffed at, is it? It's no. And and when you see him getting those rebounds, if you watch him, he attacks the ball when it's coming out yeah. high off the rim. You yeah. know, he doesn't wait for the ball to come to him. He's I mean, chasing he had... it down, and that's why he's getting the rebounds. Yeah, and he actually spoke about it on his podcast today. I don't know if you've listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it yet, no. And he said it's all, like, preparation. He's, he, he's got a... Um, like he has a tennis ball or whatever and somebody stand, stands behind him and throws it off something that's got a load of other balls on or something so they don't know which way it's going to go when it bounces off. Um, and he's got obviously to react to it and that's his preparation apparently. Um, but it's the offensive rebounding with him as well, which mm-hmm. is something that we don't have. And it's because he follows his own shot and he follows everybody else's shot as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once again, to me, there's only one other person on the roster that we've seen do that, Dale and Terry, in the small sample size that we've got of him as well. Right. So, regardless of what he's doing on the court, to me, you've got to keep him around for what he's doing for the the team in general. Um, whether it's Zach or you know Dale and Terry or Kobe, whoever, do you know what I mean? He's having an influence. Mm-hmm. and yeah. he's the leader that this team needs I think but yeah my my opinion is he needs to come back ideally on a sort of at minimum deal yeah yeah but do I trust AK to get it right <laughs> that's a different question we shall see um, yeah. AK has to, has to prove himself again now um I think he came in and won everybody over and has gradually lost a lot of people's faith in him now. So uh, he's got a little bit of a struggle now in the off-season to try and win himself back in the favour of uh, of most Bulls fans at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't know if you've got anything more on Pat Bev? No, nothing else to add. Nothing at all. Just keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. And... I'll quickly send it to the advert and we'll come back and talk about Zach. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump. Your voice has a place. Welcome back. Uh, First part, went over the Rockets game and obviously the Pat Bev effect's still been in full floor. And part of that Pat Bev effect has maybe had a bit of a rub off on Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to talk about Zach Levine's March Madness because 
he's really gone off on Ian March. He has. He really, really has. Um, I don't know if you've got the stats that was on that post in front of you, or you want me to read them out. No, I, ha- I have it. I have it in front of me uh, if you want. Yeah, I'll let you talk dirty to me then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically across the last, what, uh, five games, um, he's been averaging 35 points per game, 56.5% from the field, and 51.4% from three. Mm. I mean, like you say, that is just filthy. It really, yeah. it really is. Like, I mean, I left my house at quarter, uh, quarter past five on Sunday to go to work, and I've not been home since. So, getting a little bit lonely. So, that sort of talk <laughs> really, uh, really gets me going at the minute. <laughs> well, well, you know, we'll talk about it for a bit, and we can wrap up the pod, and you can pull the curtains in your truck, and you can do whatever you need to do. Go to sleep for the minute. <laughs> but yeah, uh, before we uh, go off any sort of tangent, we'll get it back to Zach. Uh, yeah. So I mean, he's scored what he's scored a forty-one point game, twenty-seven point game, forty-two point game, twenty-nine point game, and a thirty-six point game. I mean, that's just incredible stuff from him. That's back to max level all-star Zach Levine that we saw before he got injured again uh, and had to come back from his rehab and over the summer. Yeah, and like I say, the, the Pat Bev effect, obviously we know what Pat Bev said Yeah, uh, when he'd come in, that he, he wanted Zach to be that player. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't know if you've heard it, the latest Bulls Talk podcast um, and Casey Johnson was on it and they were talking about it on there. No, I've had a busy day. I haven't listened to him. Yeah. Um, he basically, obviously, after practice, I think it was yesterday, uh, somebody asked Zach the question, was it what Pat Bev said? And Casey Johnson said he knew exactly what Zach was going to say. And it was something along the lines of, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly, but along the lines of, I was already playing like this. Um mm-hmm. You know, so it's not what Pat Bev said. But then he does go on to praise Pat Bev after it, saying that he is having an effect and all that. And I think Zach right in what he's saying. He was playing like this before the All-Star break. Um, yeah, he's had the odd sort of night off, the odd quiet game. But I think it was it January he was going off as well. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously it was... Is he worth getting into the All Star game again? Won it, and yeah, he, he kind of picked up that hand injury, didn't he? What he was saying was a torn ligament or whatever, and yeah, that's right. Uh, that kind of knocked him again a little bit. Obviously, we know that he was he had a delayed start to the season, and you know, with his coming in off that knee injury or the knee surgery. Um, but no, I think apart from. Vooch, he's probably been our best player, to be fair, this year. Yeah, no, he has. I think so. Um, certainly since he's back to being Zach of old. Yeah. And, again, on the Pat Bev pod, he uh, come out today, he uh, keeps telling everybody that Zach's cold and he's, you know, he's a hooper and all this sort of stuff. Um and he was on about they were watching a bit of video on the plane or something like that. And I think Zach, it said, 
it said something along the lines of Zap comes off a screen and takes a three, but he misses it. And Pat Bev said, to, you know, and Zach said it was the right, the right sort of play, blah blah blah. And Pat Bev turns to him and says, "Well, no, you you could have took a step and then gone for a layup and all this sort of stuff." And we've got Zachary Attackery back, haven't we? We do. He's attacking the rim in a big bad way. Yeah, and again, I can't remember which podcast it was on. I've listened to that many of them since Sunday light. Um, somebody mentions like the best form of Zach obviously Stacey goes on about the catch and shoot but it could also be the catch and go mm. just don't give Zach time to think about what he's doing yeah. pass him the ball and it's like either shoot it or run it you know a couple of dribbles and you're at the, the rim sort of thing mm-hmm. and I think that's what we're getting at the minute from Zach is He's not thinking. Because the times when you see him thinking, that's when he does the turnovers, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, I mean, I guess the the flip side to Zach is Damar. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we've seen a a fall in Damar's sort of point output, whether it's his hip injury or it's the passing of the baton sort of thing and he's passing it over to Zach to take over I don't know but it's working it is working <laughs> that's that's the good thing with it um, whether these two can still be on the same team is still I think a question that's up in the air isn't it it is yeah yeah and and the fear is that if we do decide to to shop Damar now have we kind of missed the window of his uh, peak value? Because yeah. he's not playing as well as he did last year, obviously, as we've just discussed. He's not, even though his efficiency is pretty much the same as it was, his output is a lot lower. Um, and, you know, the pump fake isn't working the way it did last year. Um, he's not getting to the line as much. And when he is, he's splitting them a lot of the time. So, yeah, it's been dreadful from the it's line, hasn't very it? very poor from the line. Um, so, you know, you've got to ask yourself now, have we kind of missed the window in regards to getting back the absolute top-level return on him that we would have got maybe if we got rid of him earlier, perhaps? Yeah, I mean... I don't want to sort of get too deep on the off season just yet. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. Coming and going because it's going to change. I mean, it was only just before the All Star break we was on about wanting Zach to go, wasn't it? Or the trade deadline and stuff like that. Yeah, um, no, I, I've I've done a complete one eighty on the Zach thing, as you know, and and that's the thing with this team is a lot of the time it, it's nearly a game by game basis as we've discussed before in the past, <laughs> and and you know today the biggest enemy on the team could turn out to be the hero the following night. So, you know, there's a certain element of taking it with a pinch of salt and there's a certain element of just having to go by what you're seeing on the court in front of you at any one time. Yeah, I mean, you go back to the trade deadline and there was all the rumours of him going to Knicks and the deal that was there. But it never come from a reputable source either, did it? No. I can't remember actually who was who was putting it around it was just a source as per source wasn't it I think that was all it was yeah um, and I think 
obviously the more you saw it spread and you start looking into or looking back at things like the the Timberwolves game where um, they had the, the blow up apparently and obviously Zach getting pulled against uh, Magic was it? Um, yes, Magic. Yeah, yeah. You know, you start looking back at all that and it kind of you end up kind of following that narrative a little bit, don't you? And going, yeah, that's the right call. It's, it's time for Zach to go. He's clearly not happy here. Was he just pissed off? Or was he just frustrated? Do you know what I mean? That this team wasn't doing what it should be doing. Yeah, and it could quite possibly have been that. And, you know, you said that he was queried about the the Pat Bev effect and was it what Pat said that changed him and everything like that. Pat Bev may not necessarily have made him change his game, but he his arrival certainly seems to have sparked and rekindled a, a fire and, a, and and almost an enjoyment back in Zach. He started smiling again and playing kind of more his kind of basketball once Pat Bev came in, I found. Yeah, and obviously we've heard, don't we, all the time that you know Zach's been trying to get him here for a couple of years now. Right. So is it he's finally got somebody he wants here? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, did he really want DeMar to come? Yeah, you know, because he's got to say it because it's another star player coming in or big name player coming in. You know, so it's got to be. Oh yeah, we've had conversations. You always hear it, don't you? Yeah, of course. But the fact that he's actually said, "I've wanted Pat Bev here for a couple of years," right? And I don't mean it in any any disrespect to Pat Bev, but he's not a star name. So for him to want somebody like that on the team. There's obviously something there, do you know what I mean, that he knew he was going to bring out of him. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was. It might have been Casey Johnson was saying that, obviously, Zach's dad used to be an American football player, didn't he? Um, And he was constantly on at Zach when they were younger, you know, with regards to training and what he should be doing on the court and what, you know, how his lifestyle should be. And he said, it's as if Zach needs that and that's what Pat Bev's going to bring, whether mm-hmm. Zach wants it or not, basically. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's, he's got to have somebody telling him, do this, do that, you know. Which, and he hasn't really had that guy since Dad left. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. You know, I was going to say, everybody knew how much a bit of, like a mentor Thad was to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went back to the Timberwolves sort of time as well, didn't it? Yeah. Um and then you think when Thad left, obviously it was, well, Damar come in, didn't it? And it was kind of like, well, it's Damar's team now. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see why Zach was probably put out a little bit because it's like, but you think when Damar took over, Zach was injured. Well, he wasn't healthy, was he? Um, no, he was, he was kind of injured for or carrying injuries pretty much the whole of last season and the start yeah. of the season. Yeah. You know, he kind of went out in that same game that Zoe did as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. With um, his initial knee injury and then kind of played. But then you've got to respect that side of it as well, haven't you? He's given everything to this Bulls in a Bulls jersey. I don't think I've ever seen a player play through as many injuries as what Zach does for the team. Yeah, yeah, in fairness to him. You know, so he clearly wants to play for Bulls. Or he wants to play at least. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
So you can kind of see where his frustration would have come in, I think. But, yeah, like I say, without going too deep into the off-season, you could say it's probably Damar or Zach that it's got to be the piece that leaves, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, at the moment, judging by the way things have kind of developed, it's looking more likely to be Damar. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of little, or not little, but smaller moves, whether it's like Kobe, Ayo, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there has to be one big move, and they're the pieces that, you know, because we can't move Vooch. No. Obviously, you're running the risk of letting him walk, the way things are going, for nothing, and then that trade looks even worse. But, you know, obviously pieces that you could let go to me are Zach or Demar and right now like you say it's trending towards Demar yeah it is I mean even without the form it makes more sense doesn't it do you know what I mean it's he's the older player he's he's, well last year his contract next year as well isn't it so you've got to do something with it Um, but then you know, a fully fit Zach and a, a new um, facilitating type Demar. You don't know where he, you know, and that's where people are saying, aren't they? With this, if we push for the play-in and eventually get into the playoffs, is it going to make AK think about the continuity bollocks again? Mm. Because mm. look what we've done with a legit point guard with out here. You know, Zach's doing this, Demar's doing this, and it. You know the record for since they was there is this. You know it's a winning record and all that sort of crap. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah. So obviously, I don't. I think them sort of discussions are probably a long way off at the minute because they've just focused on getting well finishing as high as they can now, aren't they? I think. Yeah. That's and, uh, definitely t- tanking is not on the cards anyway. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll revisit it all plenty more times before any decisions are actually made as well. There could be more flip-flopping too, you know. It depends on how things are playing out. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you've got anything else on Zach and Damar and whoever. No, again, just keep playing the way you're playing, Zach. We're enjoying it. We're uh, we're really uh, liking it and it's leading to wins. Yeah, and we need it as well. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, last part, we'll, uh, we're going to have a look at, obviously the title of this episode is Calm Before the Storm, because um, it's all quite calm at the minute. Yeah. But it's about to get a little bit rocky, I think, isn't it? a little bit... Potentially. Potentially. Um, I mean, I've got the, obviously the next few fixtures, well, to the end of March, basically, uh, starting tomorrow night. We've got Kings at the United Centre. Mm-hmm. We've then got Timberwolves at the United Centre. Heat at the United Centre. Uh, and next week, we've got uh, split games against Sixers. One home, one away. Or one away, one home, whichever way around it is. Then we've got a trip to Portland. Uh, a trip to... well. A double trip to LA. We've got Lakers and then Clippers back to back, and then the Lakers back at home. So that's it. They're the next what? What's that? One, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine fixtures, whatever it works out to be. And that's just March. Um, yeah. Because then in April, we think we've got Hornets, Grizzlies, Hawks, Bucks, Mavs and Pistons, from what I can remember. Um, yeah, we need this Bulls team to be at its best, don't we? If we're to get anything out of these games. Definitely, definitely. And it's no good just showing up for the the big teams either. They need to show up for every single game. Yeah, I mean, you look at them games there, and I think the, the ones that I initially read out, obviously Lakers are apparently the top defensive team at the minute um, for the last however many games. And I think they're up to were they up to ninth in the in the West. So they've turned their season round slightly. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they were the two games that you'd look at and go, yeah, probably win them. But now you just don't know. No. Um especially if LeBron's out or back or whatever, you just would you know. And then uh Portland uh well, got a similar record to us, um, and obviously we're kind of we're, we're relying on them to get to the playoffs, but it doesn't look like they're going to now. So they're probably the game that you look at. That's if you, if you look at all of them, you go, yeah, that's a win. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, you probably you're looking at thinking, I really don't know. No, and um, there's no guarantees with that Blazers game either. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean. Kings are having you know great year. Yeah, um, yeah. They look poised but, to take the second place as well. I mean, Grizzlies are on a downturn by the looks of things, so the Kings are you know looking pretty good to take that number two spot. I think. Yeah, well, Kings are currently third. Grizzlies yeah. won last night, didn't they? And Kings lost. So, but then Grizzlies were playing a depleted Mavs. So, mm-hmm. uh, then you look at the other teams. You got Timberwolves, who are currently seventh in the in the West mm-hmm. uh, Heat who are are they 7th in the East yeah 7th in the East still pushing for that final playoff spot Sixers yeah 3rd in the East whether they've got Embiid or not who knows <laughs> um, yeah. Portland like I say they're the, well the lowest team there 13th in the West um, similar record to us and then Lakers, like I say, they're up to ninth now in their standings. Um, and Clippers have got the last play playoff spot in the West. Yeah. So it doesn't look good, does it? <laughs> no, but any time it doesn't look good, we get a, a surprise. So who knows what way this is going to actually end up going. Um like we've said so much during this season, it's just impossible to get a finger on the pulse of this team. They, they just, every time you think you have it nailed, they do the complete opposite of what you expect them to do, whether that's win or lose. So, yeah. Well, after uh, this run of games, now we've got Hornets. And it'd just be typical Bulls, wouldn't it, to go and win, <laughs> what, seven and two, something like that, out of these, and then lose to Hornets. Oh, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> but 
the thing is, it's like at this point of the season, it's where load management starts coming in as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so like I say, we've got the double against Sixers next week. Does Embiid play in both of them games? Um, you know, Heat. I'd imagine they'll probably go full strength as much I as they can because they're, they're so. still, you know, Timberwolves. God knows with them, they're still pushing. So I can't see them resting anybody at the minute. No, they're pushing for a final playoff spot as well. Uh, Kings, obviously, we're the first of a back-to-back for them. I think they've got two games within the tip-off within 24 hours of each other. Um, second one being against Nets. Um, I don't know if they're going to have any suspensions coming from last night. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Uh, can't remember his name. Lyles, is it? For Kings, kind of pushes Yanis in the back. He stumbles away and then Brook Lopez comes in like the Hulk and tries to get him and <laughs> they end up grappling and there's like loads of players, coaches and all that and they fall into the crowd and yeah. I had not seen that yet, no. <laughs> All a lot of handbags and Brook Lopez is getting a lot of praise saying that he was incredible during this, yet he didn't actually do anything. He just shouts a lot and <laughs> got gripped around the neck by Lyle. So, I don't know. But then at the end of it, he's shouting at Yanis. They both, I think they both got ejected. And uh, he's shouting at the end to Yanis that he's got his back and he's not going to let people treat him like that. And it's like, Yanis is big enough to look after himself, but he fanned away <laughs> from it all. So, sure. Hmm. But surprisingly, Grayson Allison didn't look like he was involved, which is funny, isn't it? Yeah, well, Lee said about that guy the best. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and before I go off on another tangent. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to ask you predictions on the full lot. We'll just talk about the Kings game for now. Okay. Perfect. Because uh, by the time we record, we'll be going into three straight games before we do another episode. So, yeah. Kings, as we just said, third in the West. First time they've won 40 games for a long time. Right. Uh, is it Mike Brown, their coach? He's got to be issuing for coach of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly looking that way. You know, because watch this, the first time they're going to have playoff basketball for years, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think they've got the best offence in the league at the minute as well. That's right. Yeah, I read that today. But one of the worst defences. Um, 26th, well, I think, in defence. Yeah, whereas Bulls have got one of the best defences and one of the worst offences. <laughs> <laughs> Could be, um, yeah. Obviously, they beat us last time out as well, didn't they? Was it eight or nine points, something like that? Yeah. But it was one of them games where we just didn't look like we were going to get into it. Um, obviously, Sabonis just causes Vooch problems, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I noticed with Vooch, he doesn't, like, doesn't seem to like playing against white centres. I don't know if it's a racist thing <laughs> or what, but... Okay, there's a, there's a strange uh, thing to notice, but yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, well, see, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Like, I think uh, aren't they both in the top three of double doubles for the league? I yeah, think I think... bonus is top, and Vooch is yeah. third, I think. Um, 
so I mean they're both they're both good at at filling the stat lines um, and stat padding, but it's going to be a bit of a battle, and these types of battles, Vooch does tend to lose. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see. Oh, oh God, Siri's talking to me again. Um, but we'll, I suppose we'll see how it how it works out. I mean, just to to push back on your uh, your notice, a point of notice there was. <laughs> I mean, Vooch doesn't exactly play well against against Embiid either, does he? So, well, nobody does some balls team, though, do they? So, no, that's true. Um, and I've pulled it up here actually as well. Um, the Kings are first for points per game at the moment, um, yeah. scoring an average of one hundred and twenty-one point three, and um, opponents' points per game they are twenty-eight. So they're even worse than I thought, with yeah. uh, one hundred eighteen point six. Thing is, they've got. A good blend there, aren't they? They've got obviously Sabonis that just does what he does. Um, yeah, obviously he's having, he's having got, a season, though. Yeah, then they've got Fox who can get from one end to the other end without you even yeah. noticing. Kai, do you know what I mean? Is that fast? Yeah, um, and then the rest of the team is filled out with exactly what Bulls need: three point shooters. <laughs> you know, yeah. Monk, uh, um, I can't think who else they've got out there. Davion but, Mitchell, yeah, is another one. I Harrison mean, Barnes, yeah, the list goes on, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they're not standout players either, are they? No, they're role handy. players. They're role players. They kind yeah. of, they're kind of a team full of role players, really. Um, yeah. Apart from Sabonis and, and do you know. Fox. And yeah, and De'Aaron Fox, yeah. Um it it works. It really it's obviously it's working for them, but not not that I'm too worried about the Kings going forward anyway, but I mean outside of the regular season where we meet them in into the postseason, I don't know if that formula is gonna work so well for them, but Yeah. Um right now, anyway, it's certainly Looks like it's getting them on their way to a second spot in the in their uh, in their conference. Yeah, I mean, just got the injury report up. Um, we all know what Bulls is. Lonzo and Javante out. Mm-hmm. Kings don't have one. <laughs> so, no. I don't um, think so. Yeah. So I'll ask you the question. Win or right. lose? Okay. So. All things considered, and everything that we've just talked about there, um, it really looks like we should lose this game. So, therefore, I'm going to say that we win it. I don't know oh. why. I don't know what I've got that based on, apart from I believe that Bull's logic has kind of worked its way back in again. Um, and I do think that somehow we're going to pull out a win on the, in this one. Hmm. Uh, you go with a, a bull of the game, or do you not want to curse it? <laughs> I know. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go with Vooch just to put a cat amongst the pigeons. Prove <laughs> <laughs> my theory wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you really don't know where this team doing. Um, no. I'm going to stick to my guns and say we lose. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know what guns they are, but 
I'm sticking to them. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Th- I think it's going to be similar to the first game, like a seven, eight, nine point loss. Um, just purely three point shooting. I think we'll win the battle in the paint, like we tend to do. We'll just get outshot, and that'll be the difference in the end. Yeah, makes sense on paper. Bull of the, bull of the game. trying to think how they're going to match up uh, I think it'll be a bench player but I'm not 100% sure who I uh, know come on you can't be that uh, <laughs> you know he's had a poor season by his standards so I'll say Ayo okay I don't know why um, <laughs> maybe just a defensive effort more than anything yeah yeah so uh, yeah Less than 10-point loss. Looking out of it all game. A couple of big threes from them just to put the dagger in and ah, you ball of the game. Right. So, yeah. Well, I don't know if you've got anything else. No, I don't think so. Yeah, like I say, we'll aim to record again on Thursday. Obviously, after the game. Well, not mm-hmm. straight after the game because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, and we'll see how our predictions went. <laughs> One of us uh, is going to be right. Well, yeah. Someone is going to have bragging rights, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully you, to be honest. But um, well, yeah, of <laughs> yeah, so once again, uh, you know, if you're still with us, thanks for listening. You took part in the poll and we read your name out you know appreciate it there'll be more to come as well uh, when we can think of them and yeah um, as usual I've been Matt you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK and you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK and I've been Neil you can find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK as always we would like to thank you for tuning in um, please feel free to leave comments as I said to you before, we are both active on the socials. And we do try to get back to most comments. Uh, sometimes we might agree with you, sometimes we might not, but it's all open for discussion. And like I've said, we, we do like to uh, enter into those, those conversations. It's all about uh, being open to other people's opinions as well as putting forward what we think. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and give us the all-important five-star review. And we also have that Sea red UK group on Facebook if you're interested. Until next time, wherever you are in the world, Sea red go Bulls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.